The Capo and Joe Podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. Welcome in, Campo and Joe, ready to rock and roll on a Tuesday. Unfortunately, it is another losing Tuesday. This is three straight L's, and Coach, we got to fix some stuff. Joe C. from XL Primetime, noon to three weekdays, and Coach Dave Campo, our head coach, uh, right here on the Superstation. Appreciate you tuning in to Facebook Live or wherever you catch us in podcast form, uh, either watching these ugly mugs or listening to us. Uh, no smile, right? No, no. No. I mean, the bobbleheads going, go. you know, it's a big old no right now. And so I don't know what's going on. Let's just set it up, Coach, and we'll we'll spend time talking about another loss. They're now on a three-game losing streak. And you've got the Buccaneers that are playing right now some really good football, given what Baker Mayfield uh, and the Bucks were able to do against the Green Bay Packers up in Lambeau. But let's just go back to this loss on the whole. What 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 do you think of coming out of this game now, three straight losses of this Jacksonville Jaguars football team? Well, uh, looking at this game specifically, obviously I thought the defense played well enough to win until mm-hmm. the game was basically out of reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, the offense, though, too many self-inflicted wounds. And, and uh, you know, we just – I mean, the game was uh, – Tight until the end of the third quarter. And if yeah. you go drive by drive, uh, the defense did a lot of good things. The offense struggled. And so, you know, you can't miss field goals. You can't fumble the ball in the red zone. And you can't make a clock error at the end of the half. Yeah. Or else you're not going to win very many football games. That's the disappointing thing, the frustrating thing. Yeah, it's unreal. So let's go through it. We're going to try and, and hit both sides of the ball. The drive charts, I think, are real interesting that Coach has. So you guys want to pay attention to that. The, you know, the, the thing that, that gets me more than anything else is that you had a football team that was playing, it looked like, at a good clip and starting to crest up. When they beat the Houston Texans, it looked like defensively they were starting to figure things out, imposing their will. Certainly getting to C.J. Stroud and forcing turnovers was a big, big deal for them. And then it looked like they were jetting away from the rest of the AFC South. Well, let's fast forward to playing Jake Browning, not Joe Burrow, here on a Monday night stage. They lose. They go up and they don't face Deshaun Watson. They face Joe Flipping Flacco, as I like to call him, and they lose. And now if, if you said you're going to lose on a Sunday night to Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens, that there's no shame in that. Right. The thing is, Coach, it's three straight L's. They've fallen back into a tie, at least record-wise, with the other two teams, the Texans and the Colts, inside the AFC South. They had this game at times, all the way in deep into the third quarter. They had a chance to win this game. Yeah, there's no question about it. I mean, uh, you know, once we intercepted the ball and we did some good things there, uh, I thought we had a really good chance of making things happen. Uh, that that team that we played is not the team without that quarterback. I mean, yeah. you know, the quarterback just made enough plays in that game to win the football game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. The I, I, the essence of where we are, it's a football team right now that's struggling in a, I'm not, yeah, I am going to say a bunch of key areas. I was going to say right. a few, but no, a bunch of key areas. It's line play and specifically the offensive line, getting the run game going and getting Trevor enough time to make throws. You'll get into the wide receivers that didn't necessarily get open enough. And then we go to the defensive side that, as you said, Played pretty well, but those big bust plays, they end up costing you the ball game. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, first of all, 
I, I thought the defense really cleaned themselves up quite a bit in this game. They mm-hmm. only had really uh, the one situation that really put the game out of reach to 17-7 to seven mm-hmm. was when he scrambled around and, and we had him. He got away. He makes a throw down the field as two guys converge and the tight end makes a heck of a catch. And all of a sudden they go in 17-7. to seven. But I think overall you go uh, from – one uh, drive to the next, to the next, to the next. Hit the drive the defense, chart. Well, uh, let me just say, uh, the, the defense in the first half, Yeah. okay, sack 44 stops a drive. Interception stops a drive. They make really one drive mm-hmm. in that, in that uh, deal, and mm-hmm. that's, that, that it, that's that throw mm-hmm. uh, where they hit the touchdown uh, after a couple scrambles, and the scrambles kind of got to us. Yeah. And they hit the touchdown pass on the mm-hmm. post, which we should have played better. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 that's it. I mean, you know, you got a field goal, and then the seven points just before the half. Yeah. And and then we come down offensively, mm-hmm. and our offensive drives. You got two missed field goals, a fumble in the red zone by uh, Trevor, and then uh, poor clock management on the last play of the uh, of the deal, or else we're ahead in the game. Right, And so, you know, to me, that was, you know, kind of indicative. And I really thought at that point that we could come back and have a chance to do some things. But, uh, you know, the second half wasn't much better. No. And again, th- these were gettable moments. This was a winnable football game. Uh, if you if you look at the, the isolated area. So let's just go straight to the one thing that everyone's talking about. What in the heck happened right before the half? So they get in a position where they have a chance to score. They can make it either a 10-3 ball game at a minimum. Right. They could make it a three-point ball game with a touchdown, and it would have been a huge momentum boost heading into the locker room. So let's talk about what happened. Trevor throws a nice ball. Zay Jones hauls it in inside the five-yard line. At that point, there's, what, maybe 21 seconds left. Yeah. Take us from that point. Well, it looks like to me that, uh, you know, they were talking in his ear. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, one of two things happened. When he comes running down, there's about 13 seconds left if he had clocked the football. Mm-hmm. And that gives you at least one, maybe two throws into the end zone for a, a chance to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. But you got a field goal in your pocket. Right. Or you say, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a shot right away while they're reeling a little bit with the throw. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, you still throw the ball into the end zone. Well, it looked like as he was running down there that he was listening in the headset. And either he made the mistake of making a bad throw when he got down there, or they were telling him, uh, or not clocking it, mm-hmm. or they were telling him to, to, to run a play. And if that's the case... He should have thrown a ball in the end zone, in my opinion. Okay, so just kind of breaking this down problem by problem instead of piece by piece, problem by problem. Right. When you make that throw and you're running down and you're going to be inside the five, you know that the clock is ticking. So the first problem would be you need to clock this. Okay, so did coach tell quarterback? Did quarterback make his own decision? What is your best guess? My guess is that they were telling him to run a play. Okay. They had him. You know, they will obviously they made a big throw. They have to run down there. The defense has to get set. Mm-hmm. The offense knows the play. Mm-hmm. The defense doesn't know the play. Right. You got them on so, the heels. So you got a chance to make a throw there. And I think that's what they were doing, to be honest with you. Okay. Now, again, 
so take us to the next problem, the decision to throw to the flat. Yeah, the second problem is that if I'm the quarterback, I'm going to throw the ball in the end zone under mm-hmm. those circumstances mm-hmm. unless the guy is wide open. Mm-hmm. And there's been situations. Last year they beat them with a play just like that, but the guy scored a touchdown. He didn't get knocked out of, you know, yeah. out of bounds and not get out of and bounds. And it was Marvin Jones crossing the goal line at that right. point. Right, And so, you know, I think that that, you know, obviously – that was Trevor's mistake, if that's if that's what happened. Okay, now I'm just going to keep adding to the problems, and I'll go to the next problem because they ran the same play that they ran against Baltimore. What did Baltimore do? Well, Baltimore, uh, after the game, said we were anticipating the play because it hurt us last year. That, so that's a problem with that's self-scouting. That's a problem. Yeah, they didn't obviously uh, – if anything, they should have run it to the opposite side. Yeah. So, so if nothing else, one team scouted that – individual moment the other team said we're going to go back to the well right and and i think this is the frustrating part you have been a head coach in this league you go through walkthroughs practices situational football leading up to every kickoff they had to have gone they they had to simulate a situation like this yeah i think really in all honesty uh i would say that trevor had run that play in practice mm-hmm. In that situation, and he threw it, and the guy ran the ball, caught it, and ran into the end zone. Mm-hmm. So, in his mind, he had rehearsed the play, and instead of just going with what uh, it looked like, right. he went with what had happened in practice. That, mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. All right, now the um, I'm keeping adding to the problems here. Doug Peterson said that we want to be aggressive. We want to stay aggressive. And I am 100% with him all the way on that. But there's nothing wrong with clocking the ball and still having an aggressive mindset Absolutely. and giving yourself two shots at the end zone. Yeah, and and again, it, it could have been one or two because yeah, right. if they do have to scramble around or he, right. or he makes a throw, then you have to make a decision. Do you want to chance another throw that might, be intercepted or whatever. We've sure. got the, you know, we've got the three points. Mm-hmm. Let's take it. Right. And to me, they take the three points. I'm old school. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not as aggressive as those guys are. Okay. I don't like a lot of the fourth down situations or uh, not taking points off the board. You know what I mean? I, I want the points. Okay. So let's rewind again because I'm just trying to take it back. And I know Jaguar fans are very aware of all these things that have gone on. But let's go back to the Houston Texans game. Right before the half, they decide to stay aggressive. They did not get in the end zone. What was that, a little toss to ETN? And so you can sit there and you can be critical of the call, but at the same time, you and I even kind of went back and forth on this. I'm all about being aggressive. I like the idea of going in with a touch as opposed to a field goal. Now, two losses later and into this ballgame that you really need to win – as a head coach, should you be a little more conservative yeah, or I mean, stay aggressive? Yeah, personally, I you know I, I'll tell you what uh, in the, in this little streak right here, you know we haven't made a bunch of the situations where you are being aggressive, right? Rather than taking a conservative approach on things, and and you know to me that 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 would have 
had me keep, take the points for yeah. sure. Yeah. If you think about what has happened in that short amount of time, they went from beating the Texans, they got to their eighth win, right. we're heading into December. That was Thanksgiving weekend. Right. We're heading into December, the sky is high, there's a chance to play for their number one seed because Kansas City's dealing with their problems, Miami's dealing with their problems. Everything's in front of them. Yes. And then they lose to Jake Browning, Joe Flacco, and then obviously to Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and and unfortunately, uh, you know, the game comes down to four or five plays, and we just aren't making them right now. And you know, I gave you the number earlier. They have now lost four of their last six games, and a couple of those games they scored three points in one of them. They scored seven points in the other one, and these are the ones that you absolutely have to have if you want to prove that you're in a situation uh, heading into late in the year that you want to be recognized as one of the teams that can go play for the prize, you got to score more than three against San Francisco, who were on a three-game losing streak when right. they came to Duval, and then another couple of spotlight marquee games under the lights on Monday night and Thursday, or Sunday night, and you only score seven this go-round. Right, right. Well, I, I, the way I look at it is, uh, you know, there comes a point where you have to say, uh, you know, w- we're gonna we're gonna be conservative enough that we when we have opportunities to put points on the board we take the points, mm-hmm. but that's just me. Right. And and uh, you know, uh, I look at Brandon Staley that got let go this year. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the same kind of guy. You know, he he was in a situation where he made some calls last year that boggled the mind. He right. went for uh, fourth down and one on their own twenty yard line a couple times mm-hmm. and didn't make it. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't win games that way. So, you know, I, I think Doug has to be himself, but I think he also has to pay attention to, you know, are we being successful or are we taking something away from mm-hmm. our guys? All right. I ask you this question a lot, and I don't know that we always have the same answer, but it's still worth an ask. What's the biggest thing to fix and can you fix it? Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is guys have to be more focused. They can't be jumping off sides when they're at home. There uh, were five pre-snap penalties? Yeah, yeah. Uh, they can't be doing that. That's that's on them. Okay. Okay, but also, I'm all for cadence. Mm-hmm. I'm all for, you know, you got to have that with you. Mm-hmm. But two of the offsides were in a, in a, instead of going on one, they were going on three. So they're giving these calls and everything. Uh, that's the same thing to me as going for a fourth down. Okay. Somewhere along the line, if you're making a lot of mistakes, you are doing too much, whatever that too much is. Okay. Whether or not you're you're uh, doing too much defensively, whereas in the last ball game they bust three coverages mm-hmm. because of communication. If you bust the coverage because you got got communication problems, then you're doing too much. Mm-hmm. If you get offside penalties, uh, uh, we had an offside penalty uh, that wasn't taken on the special teams again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah. That, so last week it was Gostas on fourth down. Yeah, and this, this week it was yeah. the same thing. They yeah. had one this week. Yeah. They didn't take it. All right. So Doug is a positive person. I, I, I'm I all for it. I like his aggressiveness. I like his positivity. But as I am uh, starting to stress on XL Primetime. The Capo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air. Fast and reliable AC service. This can't be ice cream and waffle cones all the time, okay? You got to have some urgency in your belly, urgency in your voice. You got to get guys to to basically 
nut up and, and do the job. So here's his quote. We're still in first place. I think fourth in the AFC. We've got a chance to accomplish a goal that we set out to do. That's to win the AFC South. Obviously, we're making it hard on ourselves, but we have to stay focused on that. I know he's going to stay positive. I'm all for right, that. Right. Especially That's, in the media. Exactly. The right. messaging is right. Right. But at the same time, he he has to be honest with himself. We mentioned self-scouting earlier. He's got a self-scout right here and go, I need to push a couple different buttons. Well, the guy's an experienced football coach. Yeah. And to me, I, you know, he's going to go back into the drawing board here this week and, and everybody's going to be accountable, mm-hmm. including the coaching staff mm-hmm. and including himself. And, uh, you know, to me, it's, it's a case of sometimes you outsmart your own self by mm-hmm. not doing what you need to do in certain situations. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's the right coach. I think oh, he's I, the I, right, yeah. right coach for the situation coming off of what we had two years ago. But now it, the proof is in the pudding. You yeah. are who you are. Yeah. And I always look at this football team like I've said it before that I thought that they were a year away mm-hmm. this year mm-hmm. because they got a jump last year by going to the playoffs. But I didn't think they were a playoff football team last year. Mm-hmm. They were 9-8. and eight. Yeah, okay? and- Well, now I felt that this team gets into the playoffs wins a game or two, and then the next year mm-hmm. they let it eat. But you've also said that you feel like they're in, they should be, based on what they have assembled talent-wise and coaching-wise, they should be in every game and they're capable of beating everybody. And, and I think they were in this yeah. game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they were in Cincinnati and they were in uh, Cleveland. Yeah. All three of those games they were in. But you know as but well as I do. they made too many mistakes. Right. And you know as well as I do, those were two games against beatable quarterback Absolutely. situations. No yeah. question. Yeah. All right, and so uh, just a, a little bit of a bright spot here. Prior to the three-game losing streak, they had won seven of eight. So we have to remind ourselves of that. Yes. And so the good news is is they put themselves in a decent enough of a position early in the year, first two-thirds, first three-fourths right. of the year, where they could weather some of these storms. Yep. So now let's slide it to Tampa Bay. Yep. That's a Buccaneers team. That's coming off an impressive win up in Lambeau, Battle of the Bays, and Baker Mayfield and company look pretty dang good. They're feeling themselves a little bit right now. What we already asked you how you can course correct, eliminate the mistakes, right? But they need to go down there with a little fire in their belly. Yeah. And well, can they get the run game going? Well, their back is against the wall yes. now. Yes, I mean they know that they have to play. Uh, you know, I heard one of the comments of one of the interviews this, you know, on Monday or whatever the I think it was Monday. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yesterday, mm-hmm. where they said, uh, you know, every game's a playoff game from here out. Mm-hmm. Well, that's true, and this last one was a playoff game too. So uh, you hope that they're going to go down there with the idea that their backs are against the wall, and we need to. We need to. It's time to show out here, yeah, exactly. Or else it's going to be an ugly winter. I can tell you that. And these are two number one overall picks, quarterbacks going head to head. I've got to believe there's a little pride in in Trevor. Right. Uh, we need to get to his health question. He's in right. concussion protocol, but if he does play, there has to be a little bit of pride. We mentioned the number, coach. Eighteen touchdowns, sixteen turnovers. You're 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 reaching a point where he's not taking care of the football. And Matt Hayes pointed out on our show earlier, and you could look these numbers up, but he's now responsible for a total of 35 picks in his first three years and 20 fumbles. That's a lot. Yes, and, it is. And, and, and there's some line protection problems, no question. But these are the things in year three 
you shouldn't have phantom fumbles Absolutely. when you're switching the hand from one to the other right. in a big ball game. Yeah, there's no question that uh, that's one of the things that they need to correct yeah. is that there's nothing more important than the ball. Yeah. The ball, the ball, well, the ball. Coach Coughlin used to always say the callous disregard for the football. football. That was his famous exactly. quote. Exactly. <laughs> or infamous to the players. You need to matriculate yeah. down the field, <laughs> and you and you and you you got to make sure you t- hold on to that football. All right. Now I'm going to take uh, another Peterson quote, and I'm going to use it as a segue into his play caller. His quote is: "We can't begin to panic, begin to press. We got to continue to play, practice hard, and make a conscious effort to correct things we can." So he said press. I'm going to use that to bring up Press Taylor. Is Doug Peterson going to feel a, a, a little bit of urgency in his belly to press press to let's get together yeah. on this game plan? Yeah. I, I think they're going to – this is going to uh, – this is the burn the midnight oil okay. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this is one way you don't go home at uh, 10 o'clock at night. You right. go home at 1 o'clock in the morning. Uh, you know, that, it's critical now. Uh, I, I think the thing that, that I uh, – when you go into the NFL as a coach or a player, where else do you want to be mm-hmm. different than where we are right now? Yeah. We control our own destiny. We got three games left. Every game's big. That's why you play. Mm-hmm. That's the competitiveness. We've got to gear up our competitiveness when we go down there. But the coaching staff has to put us in the right situation in order to to rebound and go forward. One of the positives is very seldom do you see a good football team, and I think we're a good football team. I don't think we're playing like it mm-hmm. like we should, but we're we are talented enough. Uh, you very see, seldom see a team like that 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 loses more than three in a row. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, this is going into the fourth game. Oh, my gosh, yeah. we, we need to take care of business this weekend. All right, so let me give you some numbers. I mentioned four of the last six uh, have been losses for Jacksonville. The Buccaneers played the 49ers uh, five games ago. They lost 27-14. Then they lost uh, 27-20 to the Colts. Now they've ripped off three straight wins against, a, a right now, a sagging Carolina team. But they only beat them by a field goal, 21-18. Then they beat the Falcons by four points, 29-25. And then you get to the game that they just played against the, the Packers where they went off for 34. Odds makers are seeing this almost like a pick em game. Right. And so there's some oddities and some pluses and minuses to the Buccaneers as well. This team needs to find those and exploit them. Yeah, there's no question. I mean, they're, you know, the, when you look at their football team, they don't have – uh, they've got really basically the same number of sacks as we do. Mm-hmm. They basically uh, are not very good against the run. I mean, there's things that they can they can exploit, but they got to exploit them. They have to be able to, uh, you know, do some things against them. And and uh, I think the key is their 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 back is pretty good. They've got good receivers, so they've got to get after the quarterback a little bit, make sure he can't get settled in. And that's I think that'll be important from a defensive mm-hmm. standpoint. Mm-hmm. And then offensively, it's the same old deal. you got to be balanced. Try to balance it up and, and uh, 
And I think they got to back some and protect a little bit more and get the ball down the field. Mention that because as we get ready to wrap up, you had mentioned their big play. It was to Jamal Agnew, and it was Max Protect. I like what you're saying, that they don't need a bunch of guys in the pattern because Trevor doesn't have a whole hell of a lot of time to go through his reads. That's right. Protect and get one or two guys open to make the throw. That's the key. And uh, most of their big plays have come off of when they've maxed up to make sure that he has a little bit of time uh, and he's been pretty successful. But when there's any kind of, you know, if you're dropping back 50 times a game, 47 times a game, whatever it is, you're not going to win a lot of football games. I don't care who the quarterback is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's really what it boils down to is that there are certain guys, Aaron Rodgers probably being the greatest example recently that – Bring it on. You, th- you think you got pressure for me? I know everything that's going on. I am organized in my head. Right. I've got enough guys. And there was a time when it was just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams and maybe Aaron Jones come out of the backfield. Right. They didn't have a lot of other guys. So Trevor needs to somehow or another just get that calmness, invite the blitz, find where the pressure's at, and make those quick decisions yeah. and, and accurate throws. Part of the problem is, though, if you if the teams that play straight man against us, which yeah. they did a lot in that mm-hmm. ball game. Yeah. Our guys don't get open that e- that easily. This receiver core is a lot better when it's zone and they can get themselves into spots. And mm-hmm. you know uh, that that's an issue. I All mean, right. So as we wrap it up, you know Todd Bowles very well. Yes, defensive guy from defensive coordinator to head coach in Tampa Town. Kind of give us an idea of what you think they might try and do to rattle Trevor. Well, if Trevor plays, yeah. Well, they're a man team. I mean, they're going to play man-to-man coverage, so we're going to have to get guys open. And and really, what allows you to do that is to be able to hold the ball. You know, hold the ball a little bit. Don't mm-hmm. don't get uh, to where you have to throw the ball quick. You know, give the receiver a chance to run away from somebody or do those kind of things. But he'll he'll play man coverage. He's not afraid to blitz, mm-hmm. and it gets him into trouble some because they will uh, empty the. The bucket. Yeah. We've got to make sure we're, we're ready for that and make some plays. And, you know, that's 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 Todd. He's an aggressive play caller. Can they, can this team run, run on that team? Because I think ETN yeah. obviously is. Yeah. I, I mean. I, I like the fact that they were at least moving a little bit of their run game, using the counters, doing a lot of different things to at least create some space for ETN to get open. Yeah. Buccaneers are uh, 99 yards a game, 10, 10th in the league. Uh they they have had problems on their third down stuff and and uh, you know the, they've been really good in the red zone. That's right. the, that's the thing that kind of separates score wise. They've been really pretty good. And so if you can if you can just get down there and get into a position where you can get points on the board early, then you can start pushing putting pressure on Baker Mayfield yeah, and maybe absolutely. make something happen. Absolutely, that's been missing a little yep. missing in action yep. here of late. No question. All right, Coach, uh, I want the bobbleheads to go up and down. I want I want that to happen. Uh, from us to everybody out there, wouldn't that be a great Jaguar that, that Christmas would be gift? A big, we need to win this ball game. This is, To me, this is a critical one Yeah. because you go into the next two thinking you're a better football team than they are. This one is two about the same football team that we're playing right now, so yeah. this is a big one. Yeah. All right. Uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas to you, to yep. the lovely Kate, everybody out there. Give it this unfortunate. Come on. We're in the wrong direction. Let's get it right. Joe C. Coach Campo. We'll talk to you next week on a little Campo and Joe. This presentation of the Campo and Joe podcast is brought to you by Bold City Heating and Air.
faster, reliable AC service.